Welcome to Brightly Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Amy. <laughs> How are you today? I'm really good. You look radiant. Thank you. Yeah, I feel I feel good today. How about you? You look fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, and follow us on YouTube to look at two fabulous radiant <laughs> beings. <laughs> you were sharing something with me earlier that I think would be really beneficial for everybody else to hear if you wouldn't mind sharing. But you've been going through something that's been making you feel kind of crabby. Yeah. You hard on yourself for feeling crabby. But then you said you made a decision today and that's why you're having such a good day. So <laughs> what was the decision and how can we all be like you? I did make a decision because yesterday I was crabby and I was like, I've had it. This is it. I'm going through a foot problem. I've been wearing a boot for, um, I don't even think it's been a week yet, but apparently I don't have any patience for boots. <laughs> At least not these, like or I've got all the patience in the pain. world. It's really good. interrupted your day to day, right? It has, it has. So I've got a really like my schedule day to day is like, get up, go on the porch, have my coffee journal, go to work, not go, but you know, work, um, after work, I either go for a walk and then meditate or I meditate and then go for a walk. But those two are combined in my head, apparently. And I go for a brisk walk, two to three miles. That's what I do. Um, and, and then I garden nature then too, right? It's or as my much as time in nature. Yeah. Oh yes. I find feathers. I'm like connected. It's wonderful. Um, so anyways, I've, I've, I'm in pain and I'm wearing this boot and I'm clunking around. There's, it's pretty hard for me to sneak up on people anyways, because I have a tendency to be loud, but I'm, there's no sneaking up on anyone with this boot, but it's to the point where like, if I, and I've had to be driving to libraries this week. So to drive, I have to take the boot off, put a shoe on drive, then get there, take the shoe off, put the boot back on. Anyway, see why you've been crabby. What changed? So this morning, or maybe it was yesterday. I, I think it was last night, actually. It was like, okay, what? You, you're going to be crabby for who knows how much? Exactly. Yeah. Indefinitely. No, you know, there's no expiration date on this crabbiness. Is that how you want to live your life? Um, cause that's not fun. And I'm not liking that Amy, Amy brain, Amy crabby brain. So I said, I told myself, <laughs> I told myself. <laughs> so this morning when I got up, I was just like, okay, you can either just like surrender to this and be crabby or surrender to this and go, okay, this is what it is. What can I do to make myself feel better? And if I am happier or feeling better, maybe my foot will feel better. So I got up and I 
did some smart things as far as taking care of my foot, because there's two possibilities of what it could be. So I decided I'm going to pretend it could be either one, and I'm going to do the things for my foot that, that will help either one of these things. And even and, if it isn't those things, it's just good for your foot in general, right? Like, right. It is, it is good for weird yeah. experimental things. Like it's just best health, best life. I need to invest yes. in yes. my body right now. Yes. And so I just decided to have a good attitude, put my foot up, put some ice on it. Um, and then I went about my day and I don't know if it's because I decided this, but it was like a switch was flipped and I felt better. I felt, you know, more energetic next show. And, um, uh, I was able to do more things today and to do them well. Whereas yesterday, I, I think at, um, I stopped working at four 30, laid down and fell asleep for an hour. So (laughs) there's that. And, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to pain in our bodies, do what you need to do, right? You don't always have to be like, I'm going to be, sometimes you do need a nap, right? Sometimes you do need rest. Sometimes you do need, your body is telling you to take it easy. Uh, But I absolutely loved, you said, I decided to have a good attitude. Mm -hmm. And how often, I know I do wake up and I just feel like the attitude I wake up with is the attitude I'm going to have that day, right? Like (laughs) how many of us just accept what, where we are and don't realize that we can change it. And it can, some days is easier than others to, you know, and again, the energy, like you mentioned, some days you have more or less, sometimes other things are going on that can impact it. But how many times do you allow yourself to just sink into whatever it is that's bothering you, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, right? Um, and then how does that impact your day versus saying, nope, I'm going to live as well as I can today, right? Like these are my goals and I'm going to do my best to get to them with mm-hmm. a good attitude, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. that was just, I don't know, that's very inspiring and motivational. I don't know if I'm always going to do it, but I love I don't it. know if I'm always going to do it. But like you, you declared, right? Like you, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. And you know what? The other thing is too, is that before I got out of bed, I said the one affirmation that's sort of like the all encompassing one every day in every way I am getting better and better. And I said it five times out loud before I even stepped before I even threw the covers off. So I I mean, I woke up the other day really early dealing with some stuff and I just said out loud to myself, what the hell, Tracy? (laughs) So you were (laughs) a lot kinder because I was like, you got this and you got this and you're doing this and you need to do this. Like what the (laughs) hell, Tracy? And that got me out of bed and got me doing things that day. But I like yours better where I decided I'm going to have a good attitude. Mind to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mine worked, but it's not really sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But so that's funny. So you're talking about, you know, is this how I want to be? And so I think Mm -hmm. that kind of also plays in with the topic we, you know, want to talk about today, which is prosperity or prosper, prosperous, you know, feeling prosperous. So when, when you hear or think about the word prosperity or the feeling or, or the being of being prosperous, what do you think about? Do you think about anything? Yeah. I mean, I do. And it's funny because I realized that we did talk about abundance and with abundance, I have a 
a, a, a wider idea of abundance, but with prosperity, sometimes I do kind of go to that um, tangible thing, but yet I also know that it's a feeling Mm. and that it's not just like money in the bank, right? Land ownership, money in the bank. It's a feeling. And so I get, yeah. I think so many people with prosperity, it's like this feeling or imagery of Scrooge McDuck or whatever his name is (laughs) in the water tower, swimming in the gold coins, right. And not sharing others and just, uh, you know, the definition is to achieve success. Right. And so for me, prosperity for me, when I, when I do think of it and how it's different than abundance, because they're really similar, um, as we'll get into, but for me, it's about longevity. It's about a long life and how you want to feel in the long haul. So like, I like that goal. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, I, I do, when I, when I do hear it, I do think of that externally driven financial material success you mentioned, but I've been more intentional lately with trying to think of it as more as wealth in all things. And so, yeah, I like that. And you know what else I just realized it made me think of legacy. Ooh, yeah. and, and not just legacy as in like, I can give my home or land to my children legacy, but just like, what legacy are you leaving behind? What did you give to the people around you? Well, I don't know. It just came to me. Well, and with the, the longevity of prosperity for me, it's also about mm-hmm. sustainability, right? It's not a flash in the pan manifestation. It's not oh, a winning yeah. lottery, you know, yeah. like, I want abundance in this, or I feel abundant in this at this point, like it's sustainable long-term, like you've built something up and you're able to maintain it. So do you think of maybe abundance as sort of like a swift word and prosperity as maybe a slower yeah. word? Yes. Okay. Abundance to me feels very in the moment, whereas prosperity again is a lifetime longevity. I love that definition. I feel like now I'm going to, I just have this whole different attitude about that word. <laughs> well, and so it's you, to me, it, the prosperity is a culmination of everything we've talked about. And so abundance yeah. is a part of prosperity and, yeah. and abundance and prosperity are both definitely their mindsets, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can measure it externally and put societal definitions on what it looks like, or even individual ones, but it's a mindset, right? Like you can have absolutely no material wealth and still feel like you've lived a prosperous long life. Right. Or even Damn um, straight. Uh, what's the show? Star Trek live long and prosper. Right. Like <laughs> that's right. And when I always, when I think of live long and prosper, I think of like health and, and, um, uh, well, other words that aren't coming to me right now, but anyways, yes, yes, yes. All that. <laughs> yeah. So for me, so again, with that longevity, so abundance is a mindset and prosperity definitely can be, but prosperity in going with that theme of a long prosperous life is about flow right? Like when you feel prosperous, you're kind of flowing through life. Yes. Um, Yes. What I love about the actual definition is that it it also encompasses the word flourish, right? Flourishing um, to thriving, good fortune. Um, The Chinese culture is really big into different symbols around prosperity, different they can be focused on prosperity, but it's typically around that financial prosperity too. Yes. Yes. Um, 
But I, okay. I love the flourishing and thriving. I love that. And I um, also, just so everyone knows, I painted our front door red on purpose. And that was because of, um, I bought my house because of the red door. (laughs) I mean, that was, that's, that's probably 60% of the reason why I bought this house is it had a red door. I will never change that door. (laughs) There you go. Feng shui everyone. (laughs) I didn't know it at the time, but I liked it when I saw it. Yes. (laughs) Something right. Yes. Um, yes. But I think furthermore than just like prosperity is fullness, right? Yes. In prosperous and wealth, prosperous and health, prosperous and love. Like it's about having a rich and full life and Mm -hmm. everybody's going to define that differently. Yeah. Somebody else's example of, oh, I'm really prosperous in my life. I may look at and be like, uh, no, thank you. (laughs) And they might look at mine and be like, yeah, you need so much. So what do you like for you? What's your rich and full life? For me, and I'm not there yet. I definitely feel prosperous, but like the like when I think of the word success and prosperity, to me, it's about connection, right? It's not about my that job. It's not about my bank mm-hmm. account. It's do I feel connected? I definitely kind of liked that terminology around freedom and time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm always really big, like I always, if you're not early, you're late kind of a mindset. And so when people show up late, it really irritates me because you don't get to waste my time. I can choose to absolutely waste my time. I've spent my (laughs) share of time on Candy Crush and ridiculous things, but that is a choice. How dare you waste my time? That's mine. (laughs) Okay. And then for me, I would say there's no such thing as time wasted. I don't know. Sitting around waiting for half an hour for somebody to show up for dinner. I feel like I could have done other things. <laughs> and that's why I always have a notebook and pen with me. <laughs> Again, you're, you're my inspiration. <laughs> you're your best case scenario. Road frustrated. <laughs> no. But so, so I think also with prosperity, you know, there's a privilege to it, but you can yeah. go to communities that are completely different than the most, you know, stereotypical prosperous in America and somebody there can feel and actually be and have the energy of an incredibly prosperous person. Right, right. So it's individually defined and driven, but externally judged and measured. Yes. So that's hard because, or it could be hard for someone if you weren't, you know, if you weren't, didn't have good boundaries or energetic boundaries put up where you're like, I feel prosperous. And then there's like three pe- people judging you well and I also in judging yourself so I feel like you know from like 1980 to 2010 can really be defined by keeping up with the Joneses right yeah yeah sweeping changes in technology and the housing market and college and all this stuff and so we had a lot of external identifiers of success and prosperity in America and now from like the age of social media 2010 on it's not just that life, you know, the life of the influencer and the person that has stuff, but it's also their health, their, what I eat in the day, their body, their perfect relationships, their clothes, you know, like you're really able to paint this 2d picture of a perfect life, but I don't know if you've ever 
accompanied a social media influencer or helped take a picture or seen them in public or they call them Instagram husbands. Like I know I go hiking and I experience the moment and I will see people like posing with a tripod and like making it look like they're moving and they're active. Or I know people who will run a certain distance, set up a tripod with a camera and a timer, run back and then run to capture the moment, right? Like they're, they're creating this, capturing this moment on their own. They don't have anybody with them. And I was like, right. That's so, it's so simulated, right? Like, and the best intentions, but that's so fake. You're not in the moment and you're making it seem like something like every picture. I just remind myself, somebody took that, right? Like, <laughs> like somebody was there, this was intentional. They edited it. They, they, they took out the, they deleted the ones they didn't like, but like we went from keeping up with the Joneses to only showing the best parts of life. And Yes. Oh my gosh. You're 100% right. Social media forced us to feel, or we forced ourselves to feel like we could only show the highlights. Yeah. And that wow. if you're showing the, the low lights, you're doing it for attention, right? Like, wow. Yeah. Level there. So yeah. it's just like this hyper curated 2D life that now people think they have to live up to. And like how many people, when they say like, oh, I quit Instagram, I quit Facebook or like best thing I've ever done. Right. Like, right. I haven't been on Facebook in 10 years, never going back, never doing it. And yeah. I didn't know I was consciously doing it at the time. I thought I was more aware of it, but it's really hard to see people interacting and only posting all these amazing things and feeling like you're missing out or that you're not at that same level. And as soon as you get rid of that, you feel so much better in the connections you do have and what you are doing. Yeah. But yeah. And then also with that privilege piece to go back to that. So there's a scarcity mindset and an abundant mindset, which we've talked about in other episodes, Yeah. but you being and feeling prosperous does not rely on someone else being poor or having less than you. Right. And I think that, that, that is one of the hardest things it feels like it's a sticking point for so many people. You can talk about abundance mindset, lack mindset, prosperity mindset. You can talk about these things, but you still, I still feel like it's a sticking point. And I still feel like there are people who still think that maybe there shouldn't be, I, I mean, I sort of get people when they say there shouldn't be multi-billionaires, like I kind of get that. But then there's another part of me that's like, but they did that. Like there is a part of me that's like, but that was the choice they made. I don't know. And did that take on the backs of you? others, <laughs> on the backs of others. Right. <laughs> they did, yeah. They didn't do so that's all. a different thing. But me having a life of prosperity is not taking anything away from the person who lives next door to us or the person who lives in New York or anything like that. I just, I feel like this is such a sticking point. There's not a finite amount of um, thriving, right? There's not a finite amount of thriving. And I think it's, it's really, what do I want to say here with this? I should have fully thought it out before opening up my <laughs> mouth on a microphone. Um, it, it's really easy to compare, right? And mm-hmm. and you you shouldn't do that. Like if you're if you are actually living a prosperous life, doesn't matter what anybody else has. It's an internally driven thing. You have defined it. So yeah. in order to do that, you have to know 
and intentionally think of and work out and revisit what is success to you. Bam. Right. Like we've talked before, like we talk about goal episodes and we know about goal setting. And then when we kind of sit down and, you know, hash it on air, we're like, well, what are our current goals (laughs) right now? And so it is one of those things where you're like, oh, well, I, I want to be rich. I want to be in love. I want to, I want to be abundant, but like, have you sat down and like, what does that look like? What is rich to you? Do you have a number you're hoping to achieve? And are you actually going to be happy when you achieve it? Right? Like, right. Which is why I don't have a number. I have a feeling state. Yeah. I have a feeling state too. Yeah. I have a couple of feeling states. I wanted to bring up one thing that about comparing, Mm. which it's sort of a little bit backwards comparison when, uh, Nathan was applying to colleges and we had to do the FAFSA, you know, you do the FAFSA and you fill out all the work and you see if you get the grants and the free money or the not free money or whatever. Right. And our, the amount that we made, you know, Rick and I, we were not getting money from the government. Like, yeah, we can get a government loan, but we're not getting, they're not giving us so money. On the one so hand, you should know well, because Money, no, no, right? right. But so this is, I just want to share the reaction. So Rick is, Rick got upset. He was like, what? It's not, well, we're not like he, in his head, he's like, we're not rich. Why is that fair? We don't get money from the government. Why don't we get money from the government? In my head, I'm like, isn't that great that we don't get money from the government because we make too much to get money from the government? So because we are actually at a comfortable space, isn't that great that we don't get money from the government? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another comparison where you can be like, oh, sure. You know, because maybe you're not at this level that you want to be, but you sure the hell ain't at this level down here. Right. And so that just goes back to then, like, do you plan for prosperity in your life? So for Rick, then in that example, yeah. he kind of didn't want a prosperous life because he wanted the help, right? Or he didn't want to have to be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you were maybe more like, we have this money or some people even save in advance. They are like, I am paying for my child's education, right? Like that's, yeah. I, I know friends no. that have that. Tracy, we, we totally could have. Now, yeah. I mean, not for four years, but you know, oh, to, well, for but what we did, your son's an 18 year old adult. And for him to have to be reliant on his parents, whether, you know, like whether or not he gets aid to be reliant on your financial situation, I got screwed. I have five sisters. My parents aren't paying for any of our education. Yeah. Right. And I technically had three parents and I worked two jobs myself. I got nothing. No, I, I got nothing yeah. either. So that's, that's I, a different yeah. conversation, but it's yeah. more like, so my friends that their education was paid for, you could actually look at them and be like, oh, you're privileged. You had it so easy and this and that. But every single one of them is fighting tooth and nail to do that for their kid. That They have a savings that they don't touch. They have investments specifically for that, that they are in essence paying it forward. So to mm-hmm. me, they're just delaying paying for their own college, right? Like it's just, it's a domino effect. Like regardless, they're going to be 100%. That's so funny. And so, but like they are planning that prosperity for their child, for their future self, for all of that. Yeah. Before the kid was born, the second they started making money, 
they recognized I had this great advantage. I want to give it to my kid. And right. they didn't even have a kid yet, right? Like, and so many so, people for their kids' education. I'm really intrigued by that quis- question. Do you plan for being prosperous? Um, and I don't think, does it, I don't think most people do. I'm just going to throw it out there because we're all like, I want money. I want to be a millionaire. I want this and I'll do this and I'll do that. And we talk about things that we'll do, but we don't actually sit down and say, well, how would I feel and what would happen? And what about this scenario? What about that scenario? So do, so I don't think I've planned for that. You know, that just brings me back to, I bring this quote up from Ben Bergeron all the time. Happiness does not lie on the other side of success. So typically when you set a number and you achieve it, one, um, when you're thinking of material wealth in that way, your, uh, your expenditures typically rise with your income, right? If you're not paying attention, if you're not looking at it. So even if you hit that number, you might have more bills or even if you hit it and you haven't thought about what it would feel like or what the next step would be, you're usually standing there wondering, well, what's next? This isn't good enough. Or it didn't feel like you thought it was going to feel right. Mm -hmm. That's a problem with material prosperity. But I feel like, like I said, all of our episodes have led up to this. So if you want to start planning for prosperity in your life, do you believe in yourself? Do you manage your time well? What is your mindset? Do you reflect on your actions and your choices? Uh, what's your big life vision? Do you have goals? Have you broken them into smaller goals? Uh, what kind of routines and rituals do you have to support those big dreams? Like there's so many- Every episode we've ever done. Every episode, except maybe <laughs> your introduction one, which is too long. Don't listen to it. You know us by now. Thank you. <laughs> but so- for me, and, and this is a really challenging exercise and sometimes I do it and I just kind of shut down and I can't think about it because I go more yeah. to the embarrassment or the shame or the amount of work that has to happen. But it's about sitting down and defining or evaluating or just thinking about how or if you are currently prosperous and where, right? Right. So it's identifying the lack in your life, identifying where you absolutely are prosperous, having that threshold for where you want to be and then what you have to do to get there, how you'll maintain it when you're there, whether or not when you're there, you'll strive for more, but still feel good. So have you done, have you ever evaluated, like you just said, you don't think about it, but like, have you ever like evaluated your life and whether on a happiness metric or success or yeah. Yeah. I actually, I have done that. And then I think that what's happened is that when I see like maybe a certain area where it's not where I want it to be, it's like, huh. And then I don't, and then it was was like, okay, I'm just going to set that aside now. Now I haven't done it for quite a while. But I will say I had an epiphany and I might have talked about this on the podcast, but oh, well, here you go again. (laughs) Um, During my last staycation, I um, knew the things that I wanted to do during during it. So it was, you know, get out into the garden and go for walks and go swimming and do this and write and you know, be creative and meditate. And, and so it was like halfway through, I was in the kitchen cleaning vegetables and just like starting to chop them to get ready to make a nice dinner. And I thought, oh, this is it. 
This is this the is the feeling. This is the life. That, yes, this is the life that I have all that I've been striving for, and I'm feeling it now. And yes, it's this is my desired state. This and feeling. I don't even think it was vacation brain. Cause to me, that description of, you know, how you planned your days was you filled your cups with things or you filled your day with things that would fill your cup. Yeah. And how many of us just due to the day-to-day nature of life and other things. And like, you were holding that time sacred and taking it. Oh yeah. And a lot of the vacation, I right? didn't it even think finite. about this. Right. Right. I didn't even think about this. I spent time with you. I spent time with my um, daughter and granddaughter and my daughter's partner. Mm-hmm. And then I spent time. Who else did I spend time with? Somebody else. Sorry. <gasps> My friend, Cindy. So I, it was just like, it was like friends and family and, and all these things. And you're right. It wasn't a vacation brain. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I interrupted you. But so you know, so many people be like, well, you didn't have to go to work. That's why you felt like that. And I think that's different. I think the, the difference for you was, you know, how many of us, when we get up, we don't choose our attitude and then we let little things get in. And then before we know end of the day, we're exhausted and we just engage in the things that'll give us immediate pleasure, but maybe not long-term pleasure. So TV, TikTok, social media, phone games, stuff like that. Whereas you, because you, you had a plan And because the week was different, you held that time as sacred and you held yourself to do those things. And then it felt good because you actually did them. Whereas, but couldn't we hold, oh, sorry. So even if we're working, because my end goal is not to, I mean, I, I, don't you want to be the owner of your time. And I do want to be the owner, you, the captain of my day. <laughs> so, but you couldn't don't be we... selling your time, right? Like that's, that's what work is. You're selling your time and your energy. You are selling your time and your energy. You're right. You're, but you're getting paid for that as well. You're getting that's paid you're for You're selling your... it. Yeah. Oh, you're, right. You're selling, you're selling it. it. Got it. Do, do you understand commerce, Amy? <laughs> Okay. Let's talk economics. That's right in line with with our mission statement. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just thinking that you still have some control over parts of your day. And and you, you get to, you get to choose your work. Not a lot of people think like that. And I've talked about this in the past, but like, I found it far more draining for me when I was selling my time to an employer who was engaging in stuff I didn't believe in. Right. Like it wasn't nefarious or bad, but it was all about a bottom line. And I just didn't like it. I didn't like how we made decisions. So now I, I work for an employer where I'm still, I'm not the boss. I'm not the core decision maker, but they're doing good in the world. And I appreciate what they do. Yeah. Right. So it's yep. far less taxing for me to work and I'm prouder to work for it, but it's still, it's about, you know, just think about the weeks where you've like really planned your weeks and you've had these goals for both your work day, but then just your personal life. Like, Oh, I'm going to make movement on this or, Oh, I want to fill my cup in this way. And how much that differs from the weeks when you just wake up on Monday and, and just go through the motions and let the day happen to you. Right. Yes. And, so, and yeah, I've, I've, I've actually written about this where, do you, do you create your day or do you react to your day? So, but so back to the questions, sitting down and defining or yeah, evaluating, so you've in, done that, right? Yeah. In order to create your day, you have to know where you are and where you want to be, right? Like 
So for me, the evaluation that I chose that I liked, I discovered it, found it on Pinterest or whatever you have, mind you, when I started bullet journaling in 2016. I don't do it, but so this exercise, it's the level 10 life. Um, and it's by Hal Hal Elrod miracle morning, another great podcast, great books, just about living a really intentional life. Mm -hmm. But so for a level 10 life, there are 10 areas and you rank where you are in a scale of one to 10, but then you also kind of fill in or look at it to your desired state, right? Like some people want to be a 10 across 10 areas. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> just, yeah, so I'm me, so glad like, you said that and flows, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. 10 in some areas, other areas just don't get the time and attention, right? We're multifaceted humans with a lot of, uh, requirements on, on our time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But so, um, it's the areas are friends and family, personal development, spirituality, finances, career, fun and recreation, giving and contribution, physical environment, health and fitness, and romance. And so if some of those areas don't speak to you, make your own, right? Like yeah. you, you could, this is, you could totally do it. It's your life. What are your 10 areas, right? <laughs> it's I, your I don't life. Re- I don't recommend going over 10. That's a lot. You could go under 10. But so if you're on YouTube, you can see this. Um, some people create just a bar bar chart, right? Yeah. It's one to 10 on the sides. And then on the bottom, you write each of those 10 areas and then you fill in your little grids. Like, where do you think you are? So when I did this five years ago, love was a zero. I wish I would have had a zero category. I put it as a one. Um, (laughs) spirituality was also at a one. Um, wow. Contribution. I was poor and I was working two jobs and going to school. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't donate time or money. Right. Like, so I felt like I wasn't contributing and, you know, in that way, that's like giving to others. Right. Some people's spirituality and that contribution and giving they're really linked, right? Like if you're active in your church, those two things can go hand in hand. So some of these can double up some people, the romance and the friends and family will totally go together. Career, personal development could go together. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but so for me, you know, that had a couple areas that were at an eight at the time, sevens, but most of them were actually kind of low. So I, what I noticed was like the stuff I was high in at the time, if you go to our strengths episode, I was just leaning into my strengths Yeah. that I was, I've talked about a lot, like the love, romance, flirting relationships, all that not a strength of mine, <laughs> like of the calling that in type, like, um, and it was also kind of something I was avoiding at the time because of that, or because I was trying to do more in my career and I was working so much and other areas felt lower. I'm, I'm a firm believer. I want to be my best self before I go into a relationship. And so I was like, the other areas have to get over a five before I even consider love and romance. Yeah. A lot of people don't even think about that until they're in it. Right. And yeah. And then the other person's like, um, (laughs) which no one wants to be in that situation. Well, and some people are just naturally really inclined to good relationships. Some people are really inclined to just fun and recreation follows them. Right. It's all about like understanding what you're naturally good at and giving yourself credit for that. But then like the areas that are low, do you want them higher? So that was the question, right? I was going to ask that question earlier and you kind of answered it with like, you, who's going to be 10 and everything like that just seems exhausting and something has to give with other things. I remember, and I don't know if they came up with this, but, um, Kristen Brown would say, um, 
that there's no such thing as like work-life balance. And she talks about a symphony where, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes this is going to be louder and stronger. And then maybe that comes back and then this one's going to go out. I I use an analogy all the time um, for like marriage and family therapy or relationships. Mm -hmm. That idea of 50, 50, I don't know where that came from. There's absolutely (laughs) no relationship where you're ever going to be truly 50, 50 and where that'll be maintained. Sometimes it's 90, 10 people get sick. People have tough lives at work. You have kids, right? Like sometimes somebody does have to carry you know, more than the other. And so it goes back to that. Is that becoming an all the time thing? And are you okay with that? Or is it ebbing and flowing? Like mm-hmm. life, I say it all the time. Life is a scribble, right? Like it's gonna, it's I gonna love it. down, it's gonna ebb and flow. Yeah. But so I also picture this level 10 life though, like, and some people will feel tens all the time, but I kind of picture it for me, like once you max out in one, right? Like hopefully it can stay there, right? Like if you've created that sustainability, like maybe once my physical environment is a 10, I will feel like I have more to give without taking away. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be stuff like that. Sometimes you'll be in such a great relationship and it just vibes and flows that you can focus somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people are going to be really low on health and fitness, but once you do the work that gets you to that number, you desire that higher number maintenance is much different than getting healthy, getting fit, getting flexible, all that kind of stuff. You're right. You're right. You've never run a day in your life before. And then suddenly you run a mile a day every day. The beginning is so much harder than the, just maintaining running a mile, right? The running a mile is like nothing. Yeah. Um, So with that, then with looking at the tens and, you know, measuring, you know, how do you feel success? Like, how do you know when you've achieved something? Right. Yeah. And is it an internal thing? Is it externally driven? Is it something that you state? Like, is it like this tangible thing you can look at and be like, I have this, or is it a feeling for me? It's a feeling, but now that I thinking about it, is it, a feeling because I achieved this external thing, or I tell you what, standing in my kitchen that day, I definitely had prosperous feelings, successful feelings, like happy feelings, joyous feelings, all the good feelings. So, and I, it's not like I succeeded at something, but what about for you? You know, for me, I do better when I look at prosperity as like a journey versus a destination, right? Like I'm never actually going to get there. Like when I get there, I'm done. It's well, right. right. I'm maxed out in life. And now we're telling. I I would say we should all consider everything as a journey and not a destination. Every single thing is a journey. Yeah. So for me, it's definitely a feeling, but it's also something that I recognize and you know, what's helped me feel more prosperous all the time is, you know, holding on to what I've had, the achievements I have had, and that when I've had losses, it doesn't take away from the achievements that it's not, you know, a moral judgment on me. You know, it's not the (laughs) universe being like, you didn't deserve your prosperity. So I took it right. Like it's just recognizing like, you know, sometimes things just don't go how you thought. Right. So for me, when my life kind of blew up at like 27, 28, best thing that ever happened, hardest five years of my life, but I fully believe I was going in the wrong direction. And one that I believed, you know, was listening to others and how I should go. 
and the universe just kept putting up roadblocks that I kept scaling. And then finally it wow. knocked me on my ass and was like, no. And, and so I, you know, I had to recognize you can change your mind and it doesn't take away. Like the stuff I went through wasn't a failure, right? Yeah. Like I changed course and I have new beliefs, new goals. Um, and now I, I feel prosperous pretty much every day. Um, it doesn't make the times when I don't get what I want any easier, but I think that goes back to that mindset thing. Um, cause I don't, have you have- ever made a list? Have you ever done like a list or a document or anything about past, like successes, achievements? No, do you? I've, I've done it as an exercise and it helps because when you do have failures or, um, disappointments, it's, it's a, it's something you don't have to bring those up in your brain. It's on paper and you can just look at it and go, oh yeah. And looking at it makes you feel better. I kind of like that. I also highly recommend just reaching out to friends. And I think I've shared this. You're before, so good at that. Yeah. And saying like, I'm not feeling very good about myself. How am I good? How am I prosperous? How am I abundant? Why do you think I'm amazing? Like yeah. I, I recently went on like a blind date or an internet date and it was the first one in a while, definitely since 2020. Right. Like, yeah. And I was really hesitant to even join the app because I just, I didn't feel like I, not that it's a competition, but I didn't feel like I measured up to other women. I didn't really know how other people filled them out. Wasn't feeling super desirable, but I do know I want companionship, right? Like I have certain goals in mind that I want for that love number to raise and to have intimacy. And so I went into it. And so about an hour before the date, I called my best friend. I told her ahead of time, I'm going to call you. You're going to be my social lubricant, right? Like I'm working from home. There's a chance. Yeah. I don't want this man to be the first person I've talked to all day. Right. Like, right. And then, but also like what they say <laughs> is the conversation with your friend, who's going to hype you up. Can't be about the date. Right. Like it just has to be something to get you in a good mood. But I, I shared with Super her. Super import, important yeah, advice. But, I love that. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad I ignored that at one point in the conversation it was just like, God, I'm so disinteresting. And like, I'm a terrible conversationist and like, what? what? So, so hold on. Whoa, wait, I know I have a podcast. How ridiculous. Okay, sorry. I was feeling for like an intimate connection where I'm not talking at, yes. the, you know, this unidentified person, right? Mm-hmm. You, you and I have a script. <laughs> we have an outline. It's a little different. There's a little bit thought. So I was just feeling, I, I don't know, just not feeling the best about myself. And then I went and it was not a love connection. But when I came back, I immediately called, called my best friend on the way home. And I was like, you know what? I'm a goddamn delight. Like, <laughs> I am a witty conversationalist. Anybody would be lucky to have me. I don't know why I was so anxious, but once I got there, the anxiety went away. And then as the conversation went on, this person definitely, you know, had some area, like it just wasn't a match, right? Like we flowed better in text than we did in person. It's why Mm -hmm. I wanted to meet in person so quickly, but like, it's like, I'm awesome. Like, I'm amazing. I'm not going to be for everybody. And that's great. Cause everybody's not for me. Right. Like I reject people as much as I'm rejected, I'm sure. And so it's about, you know, you got, it's a numbers game, but I just, yeah, I left there thinking like, you are awesome. Like you're great. You're, you got this, like you can figure it out. And so it's one of those things where you have to give credit where it's due. I love it. Even if it's yourself, check in with the people who love you and let them do it for you. Because everything I learned about myself, my best friend, Rosie was telling it to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, but so, you know, it, it also goes to, you know, just happiness and prosperity go hand in hand in your mind. And I definitely feel like when you're feeling prosperous, you're probably feeling happy, but when you're unhappy, does that mean you're not prosperous? And if you feel prosperous, but not happy, what is your, okay. You? That I, I actually have to answer that question. Just thinking about it. Cause I hadn't thought about that before. I feel like happiness is, can be a state of mind. I realize prosperity can be a state of mind as well, but I think just the fact that we're talking about this state of prosperity or being prosperous and, and it being this slow building of a thing, I feel like you can't just whoo, wipe that away because you're not feeling happy. I feel like happy, yes, happiness can build, but it's also a mood. I don't think prosperity is a mood. No, it's a state of being. And right. Kind of like luck and other than a, a manifesting and abundance that we talk about. If you're telling yourself you're not prosperous, you're going to create that you're not prosperous, right? You're going to see where you're not prosperous. You're not going to feel it. And yes. You're going to get in your own way of, of being it. Yes. Um, so yeah. And then, like I said, um, if you're feeling prosperous, but not happy, do that assessment, see why are yeah. those goals really your goals? Because if you've actually achieved that flow state, there should at least be contentment, right? Like yeah. said, happiness yep. is a mood. Agreed. If you're mm-hmm. in a bad mood and you rate yourself as a 10 in almost all those areas, mm, mm, I don't know, is an external prosperity that maybe you're judging yourself against or striving towards. Yeah. So I don't know, it's something to consider. Let me know if you, you disagree. Um, but then it also, so, you know, going back to that, you know, give credit where it's due. I think it's not only an internal credit, but just gratitude for what you have, right? Yes. So Mm -hmm. Esther Hicks has a quote and I hope she said it. I found it on Pinterest. I just realized I failed to to do my due diligence and check on that, but (laughs) beautiful quote, whoever said it, thank you. It's every time you praise something, every time you appreciate something, every time you feel good about something, you are telling the universe more of this, please, more of this, please. And so yeah, acknowledging those feelings whether they're new or just every day, like you've talked about in the past, having, being grateful, but Mm -hmm. also my friend Darcy, um, she always says, whenever I share like, oh, this exciting thing happened or like, oh, this person and I flirted or, oh, this whatever. And she's like, that's when you tell the universe, thank you more, please. I love that. Thank you more, please. So it's not about a really specific thing that you want. And it's not something, it's not focusing on what you don't want. It's recognizing that moment when something's bringing you that joy, that excitement, that like, oh, this feels so good. You have to take a moment and say, thank you more, please. Like, this is what I want for life. Yeah. Take those moments. You notice it. Notice those moments that happen where you're feeling like that. Thank you more, please. Thank you more, please. And if you're not feeling a lot of that in the moment, then maybe reflect and maybe do like, like a little bit of regression and be like, oh yeah, thank you more of that. <laughs> that <laughs> I didn't notice in the moment. I meant to thank you. It's never too late for a thank you card. That's, that's <laughs> etiquette, right? Like I have friends that got married five, 10 years ago, still haven't gotten a card. Hey, <laughs> you can let the people in your life know you thank them. <laughs> you can let the universe know, Hey, 15 years ago, that was really good. I'd like more of that, please. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. 
So the universe, uh, when I pulled the card, Amy, do you want to share your reaction when you read in the notes what the card was? Yeah. So we're going through the notes because we do this before the show. We're like, blah, blah, blah. This is this. That is that. And then all of a sudden I said, holy shit, you got the 10 of cops. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I said when I drew it. Like I sometimes I, I uh, almost all the time I do tarot, I have something in mind for what I would like to get, right? <laughs> like I have a desired end state. Um, and this time I didn't. And as soon as it came out, I was like, Ooh, that's good. Like that's, that's actually, if I would have thought of the cards and been like, Oh, this is what prosperous is reflected as in the tarot. It's the 10 of cups. So the 10 of cups is like this happy ending card, right? Like, so tens are about achievement, end of a cycle, and cups are about emotion. So this is like at the, the end of the fairy tale, end of the story, the trials, tribulation, conflict is over. It's the happy ending. It's this family looking out on a vista at the amazing future in front of them, feeling full and connected and oh, so optimistic, right? Like there's there's no, like the daily life that's in front of them is not a worry, right? So in every... So I have three different decks. Everyone has the same imagery. Usually they differ quite a bit, but in all yeah. of them, it's this family coming together, rainbows, dancing, calm, serene. Right. Um, and the cups are the actual rainbow or make yes. up the rainbow on the top of the card. Um, and everybody has their hands up, like being hugging like, each other, hugging dancing. each other, gratitude, hands up. Yes. But so the cards themselves actually, you know, they mean about harmony and alignment, but what really caught my eye when kind of looking at, you know, what these symbols mean is emotional contentment. So again, not happiness, not joy, but yes. just that feeling of I am content in my current state. And I feel like to feel content, you also have to feel like you're not worried about the lack, right? You're not worried about losing. You're not worried about what tomorrow brings. You have, no. you feel sustainable. Like it feels maintained easy. Yes. I love that. You feel sustainable. Flow. Yeah. Yeah. But so I love it. Yeah. So there's so much energy to the yeah. prosperity. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Amy, what do you got for us next? Yeah, there is, there, there is a lot of energy in that word prosperity. And so next time, we're not talking about the energy of the word prosperity, but we're just going to talk about energy, which of course, because we love big topics, it'll just be a, just a, just what little, we can cover in 40 to 60 minutes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Around energy, you know, personal energy, subtle energy, vibrational energy, all energy things energy. Yeah. I love it. Well, if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate review and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under the brightly podcast or via email at brightlypodcasts at gmail.com. And again, this reminds me, I haven't checked it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we hope you have a bright, beautiful and prosperous day. Bye. Bye.